Happy Friday, everyone. Oh, my goodness. We're so super excited about today's show. The industry news is jam-freaking-packed, but we've been teasing it a little bit on social media, especially under the Crazy Ant Media account. We have. We have a big, huge opportunity for all of our fans, all of our listeners, all of our loyal supporters out there. We finally did it, guys. We started a Patreon page. Yes. So now you can support us with just a small little donation every single month or a one-time offer. Right now we have four different tiers, and the first one is a $5 tier where you can just donate the $5 one-time offer or the monthly offer, and we can give you a shout-out over social media and tell people where to follow you so that you can also start to get that interaction. That's right. Because it's all about social media now, connecting with people who you have no idea who they are. (laughs) Um, And also, we have a $10 tier where we will shout you out, do that as well, and we will give you a inside the crazy ant farm sticker so that Ooh. is super exciting there you go super exciting like i said you're i don't even working. have a inside the crazy ant farm sticker. i know i know we're just working our way up man <laughs> working our way up and then the freaking uh tier three tier three is an exciting one because you are now an official honorary crazy ant yes <laughs> with this tier we will send you a crazy ant media phone case of any design that you would like on our website we will send that over to you and of course we will shout you out on social media and the podcast now the fourth tier is where it really starts to get interesting yes this one is a 50 dollars donation and this is getting crazy guys because now you can be an associate producer on the podcast, pick our top five segment for that week, and come on and give your top five as well. Uh, I mean, that that's awesome. Yes. Especially if you're trying to build up your IMDb Pro-like profile. I mean, get you another little credit. Get you another little credit. And then the fourth and final tier is the biggest one of them all. Donate $100, either the one-time offer or throughout the months, and we will give you all of that. We'll give you the shout-outs over the podcast and social media. We'll give you stickers. We'll give you a phone case. We'll give you a shirt, and you can come on the podcast and get a little crazy. Yes. I mean, so it's just freaking phenomenal, guys. We're excited about this new journey because everybody knows we are also a film and television production company, and we are ready to start making some projects for you guys. So it's going to be very fun. We appreciate all the loyal fans and support. But now, let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. (laughs) Holy moly, we're on episode 149 this week. You heard that right. One week away from another milestone. Yeah. 150. Absolutely wild, Wasn't it man. just yesterday we did 100? I like, know. I mean, it is just going. It seems like it, man. It seems man. like it. We have a great returning guest coming on the show for the big 150th. We got the one and only Carol Barbie, so stay tuned for that. We know that the fans and listeners love that episode, us talking to her. Yes. So, I mean, it's just going to be another epic conversation. Raising Dion Season 2 yep. is in production right now. She talks a little bit a lot about that, and she gives us some stuff. She gives us a mm. little inside mm. scoop of what's going down at Netflix and all the good stuff. That's right. What are we talking about? You're going you're gonna to have to listen to find out because, exactly. you know, that that's – yeah, she did a lot of good stuff, though. A lot of good stuff. 
And, and I know we, we teased it a little bit today. You guys were thinking it. We were thinking it. We we're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. It's about time for Forever Guest to come back, right? Yes. She is Forever Guest, by the way. So Rebecca Kennedy will be joining us yes. on our 150th episode. Carol Barbie and Forever Guest Rebecca Kennedy. I mean, it, that's pretty big. I know. It's pretty big. It barely gets better than that. It barely, <laughs> it barely does. I'm it just barely saying, does. man. I'm just saying. But yes, I mean, like we said, we have a lot of industry news for you guys and of course you guys know your host with the most myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mouth what's up guys like it's insane this week it's absolutely insane we're bringing back up movie pass because that's back in the news for what? some reason yeah it's rising from the dead no no it's not in a no, way kind of sort of but no very interesting no. Yeah. man it's very interesting and then of course we're talking about black widow a lot of news with that this mm. week a lot of dc properties as well that we're going to be talking about yes. so it's like, very exciting very exciting um, but before we get this thing started, you guys know to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. And of course, now just go to the website and it'll have a link to our Patreon page as well. So you can start yep. supporting the podcast and the business of Crazy Ant Media. So man, let's get this thing started with... The Dead Rising, the zombie that is Movie Pass. Mm. Apparently, there's a documentary that is going to be shot about fucking Movie Pass, which is insane to me. They do have the participation of Movie Pass chairman Ted Farnsworth and <laughs> Mitch Lowe himself, CEO scandal motherfucker himself, Mitch Lowe. Ooh. So, I mean, we're they're going to be talking to a lot of different people, a lot of people from behind the scenes, especially um, the people who are behind the theaters. They're going to be talking to AMC people, Regal people, like all these like huge theaters. Well, and I'm interesting. Will their defunct movie company try to make this documentary? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because remember when Movie Pass failed, they were like, hold on, we're going to shift. We're going to become a production company we're gonna make movies well that didn't work no, either not at all and then my next thing would be because we all know that that douchebag came from netflix yeah so will netflix pick up the documentary right, like i'm is. just saying i'm just saying yeah so many questions about yeah. where this movie pass documentary will end up yeah. like i just it, yeah it's really interesting it's kind of like the game stock stock thing happening right now i mean there's going to be a i forget if it's a movie or a series happening it's going into development so yep. very interesting man very interesting uh and i'm sure everybody has seen over social media there's more josh whedon shit mm. <laughs> a lot of people uh char charisma uh, uh, charisma charisma carpenter uh posted a lengthy statement over twitter on wednesday uh alleging that Whedon abused his power on numerous occasions on the set of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and Angel, including asking her after learning she was pregnant if she was going to keep it. Oh, Yeah, that is very poor taste. Yeah, and uh, needless to say, a bunch of the Buffy co-stars came out in defense um, and kind of backed her up and kind of, you know, were there for her, including Sarah Michelle Gellar. And apparently Sarah Michelle Gellar made a post that uh, Michelle... um, um, oh, what's uh, uh, Trachenberg? Michelle Trachenberg, who played uh, Buffy's little sister on the yep. show, she responded to it, and even more so disturbing because on top of the Charisma Carpenter stuff, apparently there was a rule on set that Josh Whedon was not allowed to be alone in a room with Michelle Trachenberg. Yeah, 
I mean, that's fucked up. Uh, I mean, like, so like, and I guess Sarah Michelle Geller had something to do with initiating that yeah. rule or, or whatever. But I, I mean, this is some crazy stuff. Yeah. This is like disturbing stuff. And so now you're really having to think back about Ray Fisher and like everything that's kind of going on and saying, yeah. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about it before we started recording today. Um, tonight. Whenever. <laughs> Whenever you're listening. Um, yeah, where's Disney? Where's Marvel? Because, yeah. as you guys know, uh, Josh Whedon was the mastermind behind the Avengers, uh, the first Avengers film and Avengers Age of Ultron, both hugely successful franchise movies. Um, I mean, nothing from Disney, no. nothing from any of the stars of the Avengers. Um, and then his brother also worked for Disney and did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, like, so... Um, yeah. I know. We're, 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 the silence is definitely like. Did anybody else wonder why, just after two huge Avengers movies, the franchise was handed over to the, to Russo, the Russo brothers? brothers? Yeah, kind of like, mm. kind of shady. And I mean, obviously, it seems to be a pattern. It's happening on multiple different projects. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised in the next coming weeks and months that we have more people come out against him that were on set with him in different projects. So yeah, it's very interesting, man. It's fucking crazy and at the moment. His silence is definitely. Yeah. Normally, like, I'd be out there, like, disputing absolutely yeah. everything, saying none of this is that true. It's just... all lies. The fact that he hasn't really said a word pretty much says everything, I yeah. think. I mean, I agree. Alleged. Yeah. But it's just another one of those situations, like we were talking about, where you have to start now separating. Yeah. Like OJ Simpson from his NFL career, Kevin Spacey, and from the acting, and, and Brian Singer. And all. Now we have to separate what. Joss did as a director with the Avengers and yeah. all of these brilliant projects that he did from the human being that he obviously is. Yeah. And and so it, it's just sad. I know. It's sad. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, now heading over to the juggernaut itself, <laughs> Disney. Man, they are rocking and rolling with their streaming service. Mind by yeah, it's absolutely insane. A freaking later earlier this week, they announced that 94.9 million customers worldwide as of January 2nd of 2021 are subscribed to Disney Plus. They weren't expecting that until year 4. Yeah. They're a year and a half in. Yeah, a year and a half in. And keep in mind, Disney Plus it's well over a hundred million, like uh, almost hundred and fifty million or more, if you add in Hulu and ESPN yeah. Plus. So overall, the their like bundle streaming is just insane. But almost a hundred million in a year and a half. Now for their four year projection, would <laughs> would they thought a hundred million after four years? Like like J Lo said, now they're talking two hundred and thirty yeah. or two hundred and forty million by year four. Netflix. Yeah, right. Right on your heels, the man. The mouse is knocking, man. The mouse is mocking. I, I'm just saying, I feel like while you're doing pretty well with all the awards seasons and everything, Disney is hauling ass at you. Yeah. And I would be looking out. Yeah. I would be looking out. Exactly. They thought they were safe. But just last month, December 2nd, we reported 86.8 million subscribers. And I mean, that jumped nearly 10 million subscribers in just a month. I, it, that's insane that to me. That is absolutely wild. But. 
WandaVision did drop. It did. The season finale of Mandalorian. Like, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of that played into it for sure, I'm yeah. betting. But, I mean. Well, and especially ooh. introducing, like you said, uh, Marvel stuff dropping finally. And introducing Jedis into the Mandalorian, which probably, like, a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know if I'll watch it. Eh. But then you introduce Jedis, a lot of the fucking fandom are just like, oh, shit. Ah, like, so, the Jedi. The Jedi. The Jedi. From, like, the <laughs> well, original Luke, trilogy. Man, yeah. I mean, yeah, and we found out Baby Yoda's name, Grogu. Exactly. I mean, there was so much hype for that. Exactly. I mean, so it, it makes sense. It does, it does. Well, I mean, speaking of Marvel, mm. Black Widow, everybody is saying it's still expected to make its big screen debut rather than streaming in, uh, what was it, May? Is that what yeah. it's supposed to yeah. come out? Uh, but the CEO, Bob Chappick, I mean, he said still intending for the theatrical release, but... We are going to watch things very carefully to see whether the strategy needs to be revisited or not. Yeah, and that strategy that needs to be revisited or not when he's wa- – his watching of that is is a really tight window. He, he went on further to say that there's about a three- or four-week window to where they have to make this decision yeah. as to whether they're going to do it. But guess what? Guess what? Kevin Feige – the Marvel mastermind, the the guru behind it all, the 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 one and only, absolutely says no way. I do not want the hybrid shit. I do not want it on Disney Plus and theaters at the same time. Oh yeah, no. I know. I so know. we'll see how much power he has, man. We were talking about this. We'll see how much power that Kevin Feige actually has. I mean, you're talking about the CEO of Disney, the biggest freaking film studio in the world right now, and I mean. <laughs> let's just say, let's let's remind everybody, every single MCU movie debuted at number one yeah, at right? the box like... office. Every single one. It's made well over two billion dollars at the box office. What shit? Well, well more than that because two or three of the movies alone made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Count them all together. I'm just saying. Marvel has made Disney a shit ton of money. They have. They continue, and we've got another story about the anticipation for more Marvel stuff and how it's outweighing Mandalorian and everything. I'm just – I feel like Kevin's got some power. Yeah. <laughs> if Kevin, I, Kevin says he don't want that, I don't think it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see if he has that you, power. And you know what I want to know? I want to know if Iger oversteps Chappick. Oh, to yeah. make the decision. Yeah. If Feige's like, no, 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 and Chappick's like, yes, 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 what does Iger do? Does Iger go with Feige who built the fucking thing like from the ground, or does he go with well, his new man? you know he's the tiebreaker. Yeah, you know he's the so, tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But if he does step over Chappick, then like, why is Chappick even there? That's I, that's the thing. I agree with that. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But then do, do you snap the hand that's feeding you? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's going to be really fun to watch yeah seriously it's all <laughs> up in the air right now man but i mean like you said falcon and the winter soldier is huge right now yes. a lot of people are talking about it everybody saw the trailer uh during the super bowl it drew nearly 125 million views in just 24 hours following the super bowl not only is that a figure record for a streaming series trailer but it squashes the number of other trailers and view- viewing titles as well for the super bowl 
single spot. So that's fucking insane. Yeah, even movie ones. Like it, yeah. like Black Widow used to be the record holder, and it broke Black Widow's, which is not a streaming service. It broke WandaVision, which was the record holder for streaming shows. Yeah. Um. So it, people are really fucking interested in it. I know. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was going to like gain that much steam. I thought there was going to be other projects that were going to be way popular. Than uh, that, me too. Me too. But, but And here, so this, this makes sense then. Following on top of that, there's new reports that say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is apparently tracking more than 200 times the anticipation from fans than The Mandalorian did. Yeah. 48% more than WandaVision. And when you, if we had told you those numbers prior to seeing the reaction from the trailer, you'd go, wow, really? But clearly, the reaction of the trailer just proves those yeah. numbers. People want to see this shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I have a theory why it's like tracking so high and why everybody is so interested everybody wants to know who's getting the fucking shield that's what it is that's what it is i mean they they keep hinting at sam but maybe bucky gets it maybe bucky or maybe neither one of them gets it like i I, so i know i'm super interested to see like their dynamic though because it looks really funny and it it looks really does it's gonna bring that marvel flair that all the movies have so i'm super excited about it i mean both of them are just phenomenal actors yes i cannot wait uh this next Next one broke news this past week also, and everybody was a little bit surprised about it. But, I mean, you know, COVID. COVID is the reason. (laughs) Uh, Disney is shutting the doors at Blue Sky Studios, and this is the $5.9 billion global crossing. I mean, this was a 20th Century Fox animation division uh, that freaking uh, premiered 13 features including the ice age franchise and um a couple of others as well that are hugely popular but yeah they're closing the doors because of covid they just don't think it's sustainable anymore and they don't think it could merge anywhere so yeah it's just crazy i mean even disney yeah it's unfortunate that 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 it's happening but it makes sense to me i I mean it, it only seems like it's the right decision because it's an animation studio yeah and you're fucking walt disney and you it was built on animation you have walt disney animation studios which is the most famous animation studio of all time it makes sense to me you're not going to keep this one and try to like yeah no it's not pixar it's not it's not not. so you know Uh, there you go i mean you what do you do that this is like 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 you said covid and and the struggle of money and all that, and then also the struggle of when you merge two giant companies together, yep. there are dual divisions, there are dual jobs that you just have to eliminate. Exactly, so. exactly. Hopefully, those people can find jobs other places. Uh, I believe I read that four hundred people are going to lose their jobs because of the closure. But so we'll see, man. We'll see. It's a crazy time. It's hey, still how's a crazy Paramount time. Plus looking? Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or Netflix. Or, they're all cherry picking. So yeah. just, you know, they'll catch on somewhere. Exactly. Animation is Animation so is huge, huge and popular right now. They'll catch on somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Lee Daniels, he's taken advantage of his deal with Disney and FX. Uh, the Empire co-creator is attached to executive produce The Spook Who Sat by the Door. And it's a oh. spy drama that has been ordered to pilot at the Disney-backed uh, ABC. And it's going to be really cool because it's based on a novel by Sam Greenlee, uh, Leah Daniel Jackson, who's from uh, Raising Dion and Foundation, penned the script and will serve as showrunner and executive producer. But what's really cool about this is this was Lee Daniels dad's favorite book oh so he's really excited to take on this project and treat it as his own and make sure it's done properly this is really interesting and, and even more so like 
Because anybody who watched Empire, which was kind of loosely sort of based on Lee Daniels. Yeah. And so, they had a tumultuous relationship for a while, him and his dad. Yeah. So it's interesting that he would like do a project that, uh, based on one of his dad's favorite things and kind of like move forward and everything. And that's awesome. Yeah. So both the uh, – Danny Strong and Lee Daniels, you know, the, uh, keeping that Disney relationship yeah. really strong. And that's good because, as you guys know, they were part of the Fox family before the merger. So yeah. Disney keeping on to those, you know, obviously with Danny Strong with Hulu and Disney Plus with the right stuff and Dope Sick and like all that kind of – and then Lee Daniels doing all this. That's fantastic. I agree. I agree. And this follows the fictional story of Dan Freeman, the first black CIA officer hired by the agency in the 1960s. So it's going to be super badass, super diverse, and especially what we need right now and just to bring attention to it especially what was going on back then a lot of people don't want to talk about it but you know it was happening it's true so very exciting man very exciting and of course lee daniels is fucking amazing he is um abc is rounding out its recurring cast for rebel we've been talking about that one a lot recently we have been um for its new katie siegel starring series like we said uh, mary mcdonald adam arkin and matthew glaive and Jalen Thomas Brooks have joined the cast of the series created by Christina Vernoff, inspired by the life of Aaron Brockovich. You know, we're super excited about this. ABC is doing some smart things. So, I Look, mean, it's going to be a hit. Christina Vernoff, yeah, right. as everybody knows, is basically running all of the Shondaland shows on ABC. Basically. Like, I mean, she's like the head person on Grey's Anatomy, she's the showrunner, and like, you know, all the. De- so, she clearly. Had a mentor that taught her extremely well. Yep. She herself is ma- massively talented. And then you add Katie Seagal. Yeah, exactly. Who, like everybody knows, is just like ridiculously talented. So I, it's going to be a hit. I agree. It's going to be a hit. I agree. I mean, and I mean, uh, we've been talking about a lot of documentaries recently. Netflix, you know, I mean, is in the lead with the documentary game. But we talked about Amazon trying to jump in that. Well, now Hulu is also trying to jump in that. They have three documentaries in the can that they're just ready to shoot out. Uh, we work. Kid mm. 90 and Sasquatch oh. um, set to release on the streaming service this spring. Kid 90 is an intimate look at young Hollywood starlets growing up in the 1990s. And it's going to be available to watch on March 12th. And it's described as a deeply personal coming of age story that explores how sometimes we need to just look back to find our way forward. Mm. So, very interesting. Is this about Miley? I know, right? <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. It includes uh, interviews from like David Arquette, Stephen Dwarf, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, Brian Austin Green, like sure. a whole bunch of people. Like, All the 90s kids. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be really cool. Um, <laughs> Will they have Carol on there to talk about giving birth to a baby I mean, with Jason Priestley? Yeah, like, you'll, you'll find out. Characters. You'll find out what we're talking characters. about. Characters. That's yes. not, not like real life, yes. like characters. You'll find out next week. You'll find out next week. Um, we work. Or making the break of a $47 billion unicorn uh, will premiere on April 2nd, incorporating interviews with journalists, experts, and high-ranking former employees of prior WeWork members. It sounds magical. I know, right? <laughs> very okay. interesting. It dives deep into venture capitalist bundles. So, I mean, that's going to be very, very interesting. Was that a dad joke? That was a total yeah, I mean, dad you know, joke. Yeah. Rad dad. I mean, yeah. You know. You guys know. Um, <laughs> Sasquatch is going to debut in April. It looks like April 20th. Executive produced by the brothers Mark and Jay Duplass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documentary centers on an investigative journalist, David Holthouse, as he returns to the scene of a potential crime 25 years later in search of some evidence. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, a, Sas- a Sasquatch killer? Hey, maybe. I thought it was just like they were looking for Sasquatch or something well, like that. Well, so. I, I believe we talked about this one before. This is the one where a murder happened like in a national park and they right, blamed right. it on Sasquatch. So I see. Yeah. I see. Kevin Costner is going to be on the case for that. Soon. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you listen to last week's show, these things happen in national parks, which is why Kevin Costner is doing a show about it. Exactly. I don't, I, I, I don't know. This guy. Hey, if you need to know where Sasquatch is, though, he's in Huntersville, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, he hangs out on a little trail. He's, like, pretty creepy, and he never goes away. So, anyway, <laughs> um, the big topic over the past two days um, was obviously Gina Carano, who everybody knows, uh, Mandalorian. Yep, mm, yep. Mm. Uh, she is not currently employed by Lucasfilms. Everybody is talking about this right now. Uh, she made some questionable tweets and some questionable posts on Instagram. Um, the Mandalorian star social media post, uh, all of her people dropped her as a client, and she is not currently employed by Lucasfilms, and there are no plans to bring her into uh, any sort of Mandalorian things or the Rangers of the Galaxy, I believe it was called, saying yep. that was a potential for her to have like a kind of a spinoff role. Yep. But yeah, man, she compared to... Being a Republican right now to being Jews in Nazi Germany. And that's not okay. That That's really not okay. That's uh, very just, insensitive. Listen. Listen. Okay. I'm just going to put this out there for everybody. Okay. You are entitled to your beliefs. Your own political beliefs. Your own religious beliefs. And you can say or do you know, whatever you want to. That's that's the freedom of speech in this country. You have every right to say so. But you have to know that if you do, if you are in the public and you choose to make those things known and you choose to make those posts, they are there. Yeah. They will come back and bite you in the ass if somebody doesn't like it. You, you, you just have to know that. So if you are going to do it, you can't come at it and be complaining about if somebody didn't like it and you end up getting fired or you got, you know, kind of a thing. Exactly. I, I mean, that's your choice. That's your decision. That's your right. But you have to know. Once it's out there, it's out there, yeah. and somebody will find it. Ten years fucking later, somebody will find it. Exactly. Like, and I mean, that's just exactly you exactly. got to do it. And I she mean, attempted to clap back today, saying that uh, cancel culture, blah blah blah. They can't cancel us if you let them. But it's like you're doing like a movie for like some sort of website. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I think she needs to be out of the public eye for a while, and then maybe rebound with her career. Mm. We'll see, man. We'll see. Um, ABC is going to launch a new primetime news show focusing on black life in America. This is interesting. I know. Soul of a Nation. And it will present viewers with a unique window of authentic realities of black life that will dive deeper into a critical moment of racial reckoning. The network says a Soul of a Nation will air its first six episodes in March with new episodes airing on Tuesdays becoming available on Hulu the next day. I love how they do that. Uh, the news magazine will include episodes focused on racial reckoning sports activism faith and the power of the next generation of black americans and the espn host jamel hill and blackish star mershai martin will be the host among a couple of others uh, abc news anchors and correspondents so Hmm. very good man this is what we're talking about being diverse being very inclusive being very informative because we all need to learn something yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, look, we've talked about this on past shows, but Bob Iger made a huge statement, you know, a couple of years back and said, look, 
we haven't done a good job. We no. haven't been at the top of the game. We haven't been leading the pack. We need to do better. And he made an initiative for Disney to do better. He fought. Remember, he like Captain Marvel and, and Black Panther, he had to fight to get those made. And I think this is a guy that's just – he's done a brilliant job of, of, of taking Disney from behind the pack and now leading the pack in diversity and, and trying to do the right thing and get stuff out there. So kudos to Disney for doing shows like this. Um, we do need it. Yeah. We, we do. Wouldn't it be epic if it was like like one of those like um, unsolved mystery type things or mm. forensic files things if they they were narrated and yeah. somebody was t- and it was like Morgan Freeman or something? Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be pretty awesome. badass. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones or something like telling the story yes. of these particular black people in America and the and the struggles and the stuff would have been epic. I agree. And maybe that can happen. Who knows? I Who don't knows, know. man? Who knows? Um, this next one's very interesting. I think they're just trying to throw more uh, animated content out there because, like we said, animation is huge right now fox is developing a clue animated series it's in development and they have partnered with hasbro's content e1 and bento box entertainment on the series so yeah there it is just maybe maybe i'll do a cool drawing of the characters one go. day i mean you know because that would be kind of colonel yeah. mustard and you know professor plum and stuff oh it might be okay but you don't need to do a cartoon about it i know it. Just, <laughs> you don't need to it's do a cartoon about very it. very funny man it's very funny like <laughs> You know. We did say animation is it like maybe some of those employees from there will jump on there. Exactly. Like, Who knows? Just saying. Who knows? Well, heading over to Warner Media. I know you're super thrilled to finally talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Because you've been like, holding it in all show and all week. Oh, my gosh. Zack Snyder revealed a new Jared Leto first poster and kind of like a little teaser, like 15-second clip yeah. of Jared Leto in the Snyder Cut. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Joker looks so insanely psychotic and awesome. Yeah. I'm so super stoked to see this little sequence of the nightmare sequence where he's talking to Batman, kind of explaining everything to Batman about Batman and why everything is so dark and everything. And as if that wasn't epic enough, like JLo said, they released a little teaser too. The fucking. Dark side and 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 Granny and and like oh my god and the black suit yeah. Superman with the with the, the eyes yeah. oh my god I cannot wait to watch this film I can't I wait to watch so... the limited series <laughs> I'm just saying but I th- if his Joker was like this in Suicide Squad it would have been so much better I I agree like, I agree <laughs> will somebody just let Zack Snyder finish. Will I they know, let right? him do it? Just let because him do it. Because if this is as epic as we think it's going to be, and I think it will be, just let him come back and do it. Let him build your DC universe. Exactly. Let him do it. Who cares if it was a little dark? Yeah. Who cares? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking awesome. Like, exactly. just let him come back and finish. Exactly. He Completely can save agreed. it. He could save it. I agree. I, I mean, I think the Snyder Cut could literally save it. And we know Patty Jenkins is on board and Wu is on board. And they all like those versions of the – I mean, just – I know. It seems like a no-brainer. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Are you going to bring back Whedon? Yeah. <laughs> not, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, man. But this next one's very exciting because everybody knows we love Supergirl and Melissa Benoist. As she is moving into the production side of things, and she felt that it was fitting to stay at her home at Warner Brothers Media. She's launching her own production company. She's just now getting this thing started. Three, three, three things productions, and she signed an overall television deal with Warner uh, Media Warner Brothers Television Group and she has tapped anonymous content creative and executive 
Sahara Kashi, who has go. worked at on shows such as Apple TV's Home Before Dark and Netflix's uh, 13 Reasons Why as Vice President of Development. And she only, th- yeah, like I said, she only felt like it was fitting because she's been there for so long. Glee, Supergirl, all those amazing things. And, uh, I mean, she is set to ex- executive produce a uh, comedy drama and some other things for hbo max and all of their third-party streamers so it's very exciting and the name get this guys the name three things productions draws from the mary oliver poem three things to remember which reads in part as you as long as you are dancing you can break the rules yeah, I like it. I like that too. I love it. And I'm a huge fan of Melissa Benoist. I think she's like severely underrated and like definitely one of the most talented people. If you guys – I mean she sings, she dances, she acts. She She's just phenomenal and I love this move behind the camera. I love that she's going to be a creator and I, I mean if you guys didn't see her just for example like on Broadway with Carol King, playing Carol King on yeah. Broadway, it was just unbelievable i mean this woman is so talented and just i wonder if uh the hubby's gonna get in on it mm, like i would point. i would bet yeah. i mean you know so um i hope i hope she just smashes and has huge success she's well deserved agreed agreed something else that's very interesting in their decision making over at the cwa and warner media warner brothers all that good shit wonder girl is not moving forward this sucks. Um, the writer slash producer behind the CW's Wonder Girl adaptation announced today on social media that the pilot has not been ordered and it will not be moving forward at the network. But they picked up the fucking powder Powerpuff Girls. What? Why? Nobody wants that. This fucking show would have been very diverse this is what we need right now we need a latina x to be in this role but no no No. i wonder if they were worried about having wonder girl on the cw when they have wonder girl on titans i don't know but she's about to become troia (laughs) spoiler if if you're not a comic book geek it's so coming she's about to become troia so sorry so she won't be wonder girl anymore so you could have had the new wonder girl yeah I, i don't know i don't know I'm just saying. And if you are going to do this, like, Powerpuffs thing, just Catherine McNamara. Yeah, right. Just bring her in. Exactly. She bubbles. I mean, she's the soul, the life of the party of the Powerpuff Girls, and Catherine McNamara would just kill that. Yeah. It'd be, like, awesome. Completely agree, man. You owe her. <laughs> right. You owe her. Oh, God. Oh, by the way, Don't just quick note. Just quick note. I'm going to stop hating on uh, Superman and Lois. Yeah, right. I am. I saw the trailer during the Super Bowl and, and I watched it again and <laughs> man, I fucking loved the trailer. He's excited. And the direction of the story and I just I, I uh, my bad. Yeah, he's like my bad. Hey, but at uh, least you can admit when maybe we were too quick to judge something. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I do like the storyline of how one son is like, "Oh, dad Superman, that's so badass." And the other one's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I I think it's going to be really cool and yep. I just okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be interesting. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Luke Cook from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina over on Netflix has booked a recurring role in the fourth season of the CW's 
Dynasty. Oh. And he's going to be playing Oliver, Kirby's uh, ex-Bureau of Australia, a photographer who has become a come into town to shoot something, but has ulterior motives. Uh, they reconnect, but <laughs> his late-night partying and drug habit quickly escalate and take Kirby down a dangerous road. That so sounds like a nighttime soap opera. Right. It, it really Just does. Saying. He's coming to town to shoot something. Is it a picture or is a it gun? A, or is it a person? Gun? What is going on? What is he going to shoot? How is he going to shoot? We don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Watch be Dynasty. Interesting. Yeah, right. Um, a cult sci-fi series is making a comeback, and the CW has given a straight-to-series order to 4,400, and it's a reimagining of the 2004 USA Network drama. And the interesting thing, and the reason why we put it in here, it's coming from uh, Ariana Jackson and Anna Fricky. Uh, uh, who did the successful reboot of Walker that's already been picked up for a second season. So is this just a thing now? These people go from project to project to successfully reboot reboots? I, I guess. That sucks. I was a fan of 4400. I, I liked the show. I watched it. I thought it was great. I, again, want to just say, why do we need a reboot? I know. Why? I know. Just I'm sure you can find the original 4400 somewhere to watch. Yeah. Like why? Why do we need a reboot? Exactly. But I'm loving Walker, by the way. Walker well, yeah, I'm never really going to diss on Padalecki. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. It's really good. And if Chuck Norris signed off on it, then yeah, right. who are we to say? And anything? the original writers and uh, some original people came back to do behind the scenes stuff. So. See, there you go. And exactly. I don't want Chuck Norris coming to kick my ass. Hell no. Or Padalecki. Yeah. Like no. It fuck some shit up. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he would. He would like, like uh, visual effects. Bam! This desk right in half. Yeah, bam! All right. All right. <laughs> visual effects and animation studio Animal Logic confirmed that Warner Brothers Animation they're going to be doing a musical adaptation of Toto the dog. The doggone amazing story of the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> What's Toto got to say? What's Toto got to say? Oh, Toto's got a lot to say. Does he? Toto's does he got really? a lot to say. He's got a lot to say about that damn witch. Why he's always in a basket. Like, Dorothy, why am I always in a fucking basket? Let me out of the basket. Like, a Toto, I bet Toto's got a lot to say. You think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that one. So it's got to be very You know if dogs could talk. You know. Just saying. You know. You go, Toto. <laughs> um, oh, man. This next one caught some steam on Twitter the past couple days. And it's very interesting. The fourth iteration of True Detective may be well in the cards for HBO. I mean, they're talking about bringing new writers back to the dark crime series. And an HBO rep told Deadline that it was hopeful to bring a new way of storytelling into this epic like genre and show it's a safe to say that we're working with a couple different writers to find the right tone and take and it's definitely an area that could be very interesting and i think it could be interesting to have a new voice definite yeah i i mean i think one of the reasons this show has worked as well as it has and probably will continue if they do do this is because they keep changing up the cast they keep yeah. changing up that you know I, I, that's a, it's been very successful for them it's like a new series every season and i, I mean I, I think that works i like when shows do that like fargo does that i mean the fucking uh chris rock one that's yeah. on right now so i yeah i like when shows do that it's really good um the upcoming the last of us series adaptation at 
HBO, has just cast Bella Ramsey in a lead role of Ellie. Now, this was this is another video game adaptation. I mean, that's huge right now. We've been talking. Amazon's doing it. Netflix is doing it. Now HBO. Um, and Ellie is going to be playing a 14-year-old orphan who has never uh, known anything but a ravaged planet. In the show, she struggles with the balance of her instinct for anger and disfinance with her need to connect with and belong to a newfound reality of life trying to save the world and this girl's gonna star opposite the mandalorian yeah because pedro's in this exactly thing too, right he, well, he, was, he was cast as lead right yeah he was he was cast as joel and what's really cool about this these are two game of thrones alumni yes um miss ramsey there died they both died. They both died in a very brutal, gruesome <laughs> death. So maybe they can talk about that on set. But maybe. So, yeah. Maybe. And I mean, transitioning into Game of Thrones, Ooh. House of Dragons has fucking rounded out its cast, and they are about to go into production, so hopefully a year from now we can be watching that shit, or a year and a half, because you know it takes some time, especially with it a does. huge show like that. But I'm super excited, man. Rise Infants, Steve Tosselant, Eve Best, Enan Sonia, and I mean just so many other people. You don't know who these people are right now, but you will by the time this thing starts. <laughs> and of course, we've talked about it before, this series is set 300 years before the events of the original series. And it's going to tell the story of House Targaryen when they were at their prime and on top of the world. That's why we have the one and only Danny Targaryen as the Funko out this week if you're watching the YouTube video. That's right. Yeah. 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 You still need to watch it because you I, haven't even started. I, I haven't even started. I haven't watched a single episode of Game of Thrones. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Isaray. Isaray. She, I mean, we, everybody knows that that one show is being canceled. I mean, it has a final season, but is being canceled. But now she's like, fuck it. I'm coming back with something new. That's right. Uh, she has landed an eight-episode series order at HBO Max for a half-hour dramedy called Rap Shit. And the project was first announced and being in development back in October of 2019. It follows the two estranged high school friends from Miami who reunite and form a rap group. And Ray is writing the pilot for the series and will executive produce under her hoorah! Hooray, probably. Uh, production banner. So it's very exciting for her. I mean, she is just a fucking amazing creative. She is. I mean, she's tearing it up. And good! Good. Nice to see female creators getting due yeah. and, 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 and putting out content and, and being successful because it's long overdue and we need more of it. Yeah. So keep rocking. It's exactly. A, keep rocking. Exactly. But Have next... I told – I hate Face Off. So why are you fucking re- I, making a remake? I, yeah, we're jumping to Viacom CBS here and like what? Uh, what? I know. I mean it, it, what? Of all the movies, this is like you want to reimagine this one. I hated this movie. I just, I, yeah, I was not a fan of this movie either. Nicolas Cage, John Travolta. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, back in the day they started in the original one, and I just don't understand this one at all. No, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I know they're trying to capitalize with this director too, Adam Wingard, who is uh, behind Godzilla versus Kong. So they're trying to capitalize on his success. 
Don't do it, man. The movie no. was awful. I'm sure Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be epic, so yeah. don't kill this guy's career by doing this. I mean, of course, like, because he's going to make Godzilla win. Duh. But Kong. anyway. Kong. Anyway. Did you guys check out Queen Latifah's Equalizer last week uh, nope. after the Super Bowl? Well, it was actually pretty badass. She was fucking kicking some ass. But it was really exciting. A lot of people watched it production got shut down mm-hmm. <laughs> it really fucking sucks somebody tested positive and now they gotta er, pause that bad boy i mean it drew in 20.4 million people on sunday after the super bowl but now it's regular time slot is going to be at 8 p.m sunday nights but i think there's like two or three episodes more so hopefully it doesn't interfere with the schedule uh, I mean that they have in the can so that it doesn't interfere with the viewing schedule, but you never know. But yeah, Queen Latifah can kick some ass, bro. No, I love Queen Latifah. I'm just tired of the constant reboots and yeah. reboot. I mean, I watched the original with the old white guy, Edward Woodward. Um, I liked the Denzel reboot. I thought they should have kept going with the Denzel reboot. I don't know why we rebooted the reboot with, with yeah. Queen Latifah. I just – I don't get it. And I am going to be really curious. 24.4 million is huge and that's – that's Super but it Bowl. was after the Super Bowl. You had the main the, – the, the stay over from the Super Bowl audience – what will it show up in numbers on its regular time slot? Yeah. So that's going to be curious. Yeah, we'll stay on top of that one. It's going to be very interesting. This next one's really fucking awesome because we love Elizabeth Moss. She's we been do. blowing up right now. And you know, she's a two-time Emmy and two-time Golden Globe winner. And now she is joining the cast of The Making of The Godfather. And she's mm. going to be playing Eleanor Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's wife. Yeah, that's going to be badass. Dude, this cast is she, amazing. She is such a phenomenal actress and i mean like and we know <laughs> we know our buddy jeremy gordon loves her like yeah. west wing west wing she was zoe Dude, she was zoe yeah. bartlett the president's daughter on west wing i mean that's where i first remember seeing her and then she just exploded onto the scene with so many other things obviously but uh i mean yeah she's great yeah. and yeah this is gonna be epic I, I i'm so excited about this series hell yeah hell yeah hey another reboot a <laughs> true lies reboot and guess who signed on fucking uh, I believe Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back to this thing, and yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, it's been handed a formal pilot order for the reboot of the film. Everybody knows it was Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger, so and Tom Arnold, yeah, and Tom and Arnold. Tom, Tom Arnold. Let, let, is she, she can't possibly be playing the same person, no, probably not. Like, I, I wouldn't think, right? No, and has Cameron signed off on this? Has he, yeah, given them, he's yeah. gonna executive produce. Okay, so I, I still think, why, yeah. Why? I would have. I, I'm. I would be down for a revisit of True Lies. Yeah. Like, where are they now? What's going on? Kind of like an update type thing, but a reboot or a reimagining. Why? I know. Why? I know. I. <laughs> it sucks, man. It absolutely sucks. Uh. Well, I mean, you're excited about this one, though. It's the next revival, if you will. See, there you go. Like uh, Showtime's Dexter. Dexter. Yes. Uh, continues to come back into focus. An update on the original showrunner Clyde Phillips and star Michael C. Hall have enlisted Jamie Chung from Lovecraft Country and Oscar Wahlberg from Manchester by the Sea for recurring roles. Yes, which is awesome. This cast just keeps getting better and better and better. And see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm okay with a revival. Yeah. Like, where are they now kind of a thing. Like, what they're going to do with Who's the Boss or, like, all these other ones. Like, sometimes revivals don't 
don't work, though, like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, like that one's bad. I think Punky Brewster's not going to work either. But sometimes they work. (laughs) I'm dissing the Peacock. I'm sorry. Sorry. But sometimes they work, and I think this one is going to work. I I really do. It was a huge hit, and I don't think a lot of people like the way that it ended. So I think this will resolve that and, and like, do so. Yeah. Uh, well, it's gonna be well let's put a pin in that uh, diss and peacock because we'll, we'll be talking about it. We'll be talking about it. Um, <laughs> the first one we're talking about, though, is the Universal's romantic comedy Marry Me starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson is being delayed yet again due to ongoing theater closures because of the pandemic, obviously. And uh, it's a music-infused movie that has been set to open uh, May 14th of 2021 and will instead walk down the aisle of February 11th of 2022. Now, this is the one that was first delayed because of um, Douchebag, right? Army Hammer. Uh, like they had to drop him and they replaced him with Owen Wilson, right? I'm maybe, pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. JLo's doing a lot of things She right is. Now, She's so. all over the place. Yeah. But this is what I was talking about. Take the pin out. Universal's hit The Best Man movie franchise is now going to be a limited series that's going to be 10 episodes, a dramedy series, The Best Man, the final chapters of the movies. So, yeah, writer and director Malcolm D. Lee, former Insecure executive Dana Lee North, and the core star-stubbed original cast from the movies are set to return, including Morris Chestnut, uh, Taya Diggs, Regina King, I mean, Terrence Howard, basically, Nia Long, all of them. They're all coming back. Yeah. And they all apparently reached seven-figure deals. Well, yeah, and I'm surprised Regina uh, King, or I mean, uh, Regina Hall didn't get a bigger one. Yeah. Just saying. I know. Just, I mean, it should, you know. I know. Regina Hall is awesome. Uh, let, let, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Because, again, this is like a continuation of, a, like, where are they now, right? Like the final chapters in this storied, like, group of people. And so I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I, I don't it, even it might... know what the original is like. Oh, um, man. They were really fun movies. Yeah? yeah, they were good. I actually enjoyed the movies very much. So I'm excited about this one. And maybe the Peacock will finally have a reboot that works. Never. <laughs> we'll see, man. Well, revival. It's revival. not a reboot, but a revival that works. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. Exactly. But you keep going with, with Saved by the Bell. Exactly. Yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is finally coming to an end. I mean, you know, eh, I never watched it, but I heard a lot of people liked it. But this one got canceled a few times before and right like it got eight seasons out of its run so good for you on two networks of, yeah eight on, two, on two different on networks. two freaking networks i so. guess three but two because it was like what, what it was nbc then it got canceled then it went to fox uh, now then it, it got canceled now it went back to nbc yeah until so like I don't know. yeah so i mean good run good run and andy sandberg run. like i mean y'all did it good for you i mean i'm happy it's always good when you can finally like you can end the story right because you have that time and have that notice. So yeah, you know, right, exactly. Because sometimes shows get like they have no idea they're not going to get picked up. Yeah, and they're writing for a season finale instead of a series finale, and then we all get screwed. Exactly. So yeah, that's good. Exactly. Exactly. Well, heading over to Sony, this next one is huge, man. I Absolutely love this. huge. Freaking Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt are finally going to share the screen together for the up coming bullet train we have been talking about bullet train for a year we have i swear every like every show for about a year we've announced some new cast member yeah. for bullet train and 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 now like sandra bullock oh my god and yeah. th- guys this is the first time they've ever worked together it's crazy I, I mean they're both huge they've both been in all these things but have never worked together so yeah. now they will yeah i think that's going to be good chemistry right there i agree i think that's going to be like phenomenal good for sony man yeah. good for sony yeah. oh we just want to throw this in for Sony real quick and slash Marvel or whatever you may have heard 
Keanu Reeves was offered Craven the Hunter as in a Spider-Man spinoff, he said no. He said no. He said no. <laughs> said no thank you. No thank you. Yeah. I'm fine with that because I didn't think Keanu was going to be a very good Craven the Hunter. I love Keanu Reeves. I, I mean, I, I just... I didn't see that. That was bad casting. So yeah. I'm glad he said no. He must have thought so. Yeah. He must have thought, yeah, this, this won't work. And good for him for knowing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Just put that out there. Right. <laughs> uh, heading over to Lionsgate. Star's Step Up TV series is moving forward following last year's tragic uh, yeah. passing of the leading lady, Naya Riviera. Uh, the Lionsgate TV production, after consulting with the family of the late star, has enlisted uh, Christina Million to replace Rivera in the scripted series. And the soundtrack in the Oath alum will take over the part of Colette, previously played by Rivera in the first two seasons of the YouTube Turn Star update on a uh, feature film with the same name. So yep. it's going to be very interesting. With Jessica Elba. Remember the, yeah. films, the film started uh, Jessica Elba. But um, yeah, I think this is a smart move. I, th- I think it's good recasting. Yeah, uh, It's unfortunate why it had to be recasted, but um, you guys, don't, if you guys don't remember, that's the Glee star who who drowned when yeah. she was out with her son um, on the boat uh, in LA. So um, I, I like this move. And classy though. Classy asking move, the by family. the way, asking the family if yeah. it was okay to move forward with the recasting and, and, and to make sure that they were okay with who they were recasting with. Yep. Much respect. I I think that was a good move. Exactly. This is what I got confused with the True Lies thing. Maybe she's not in the True Lies, but she signed on to Borderlands, the Ah. the show or the movie we're talking about with Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart, uh, the adaptation of the popular video game and director Eli Roth. But details about her character are very unknown, so... Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. I can see it. But I'd be okay like with her true lies. You know, I'm not okay with them redoing it and everything, but I bet coming back. I bet yeah. she could still rock a strip tease. <laughs> I'm just saying, the yeah. woman is beautiful for her age. She's awesome. She's fantastic. She, eat that yogurt. Just eat that yogurt. Yeah. You yeah. too can do like awesome strip teases. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. So anyway, <laughs> uh, um, Dave Chappelle, we're talking about Netflix. He finally got that money man he got his name got back paid. he fucking got paid dave Chappelle is returning to netflix today and the comedian revealed that he spoke about his dealings with comedy central and thank netflix chief operating officer right now and co-ceo ted sarandos yes. for standing by him and taking the Chappelle show off of netflix because Chappelle asked him to and i mean Absolutely phenomenal because he came to an agreement with Comedy Central and Viacom CBS, which was the alleged company that was freaking taking all of his shit and not giving him any royalties for it. So I'm glad he's finally getting paid, and he said, they paid me millions. So There you go. He deserves it. He does (laughs) deserve it. I mean, people were ripping him off left and right for the Chappelle show, so it's good to get paid for what you did. Uh, That's how it's supposed to work. Exactly. So good. Thank you, Netflix. Exactly. This next one's very interesting, and I know you're a huge fan of this guy. I Mike, am. Michael Chiklis. Yes. Is set to star along a star-stubbed cast of Adam McKay's next film, Don't Look Up. He's joining Mark Rallance, who is also joining the cast. But Jennifer Aniston, or Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. N- my favorite Jennifer is Jennifer Aniston. Everybody knows. Um, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Rob Morgan, Kate Blanchett. Chris Evans, Jonah Hill, 
Timothy Chumlet, uh, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Matthew Perry, Tomer Sisley. What? So many freaking people. The budget for this film was $1.2 billion. Seriously. Just to sign all those people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, woo, what I a know. cast. And it's such an interesting thing, too. The film follows two low-level astronomers who embark on a media tour to warn mankind of an approaching asteroid that will destroy Earth. I wonder who Chickless is going to play. Right? I, I, you're right. I love Chickless. I, I I'm, I've been a fan in damn near everything the man has ever done, from The Shield to Commish to Gotham to No Ordinary Family. He's just a phenomenal actor and good for – man, checklist. Like, look, that cast, that bro. That cast is Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. Keep rocking, bro. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Judd Apatow is doing some things in Netflix as well. He has set the cast for his upcoming Netflix comedy, The Bubble. And remember, the guys, this is about, like, actors during – quarantine trying to continue making a film mm. and it's basically yeah i mean this one has got a crazy cast as well uh the borat sequel breakout star maria bakalova uh, um, and jumanji welcome to the jungle actor karen gillian and iris apatow fred armstein pedro pascal keegan michael key leslie mann and so many freaking others are on this call sheet guys but yeah i mean this thing is also rounding out a phenomenal cast Yes. I like how they always refer to it as the as the jungle, you know, Jumanji. What about um Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, right. Been in those two. Yeah, yeah. Nebula, you know. Yeah, you know. I'm hoping like hell. I know it has absolutely nothing to do with the story, but every time I hear her name and the rumors that were floating out there, I hope like hell she gets Batgirl. Yeah. She would be an epic Batgirl. Okay, moving back on to Netflix. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, Netflix has acquired Blue Miracle, the Dennis Quaid film, formerly known as On the Line, based on a true story. Blue Miracle centers around Kasha Hoger, a Mexican orphanage that was struggling to survive after a hurricane hit in 2014. And on mm. the brink of bankruptcy, the residents enter the world's biggest fishing tournament in hopes to winning the prize to save their home. That sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. You know, Quaid has made quite the name for himself over the past decade or so on these like faith-based movies or true life stories about yeah. inspirational, yeah. like you know, store feel-good stories. So good for him for kind of like you know seeing a resurgence in the career with these like type films so exactly. that's good i mean exactly heading over to amazon more reboots love the people that are involved with this thing but why why is this necessary donald glover and phoebe waller bridge are putting a new spin on mr and mrs smith and this falls under uh waller bridge's uh production deal with amazon and apparently this is supposed to come out in 2022 don't y'all remember all the shit that happened with Mr. and Mrs. Smith? You broke up his happy Jennifer right, Aniston Brad Pitt marriage. Like what? What? They were you, so good together. They were. They were so, like, don't do these movies. Don't. If you want to keep going with something like that, remember that one that they did with um, uh, uh, Michael Ham and um, John Ham, John Ham and uh, Gail Gadot, where they mm. were stars, yeah. uh, like uh, spies, and they were married or whatever. Yeah. It was sort of, kind of in that. Go with that. Don't yeah. do them. You've got a franchise that you could do that. Don't reboot. Exactly. Mr. Mrs. Smith. I know. 
It's nobody, unfortunate, man. Nobody cares. Nobody does. No, nobody does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Rob Delaney and Alice Eve have joined the cast of Amazon Studios' upcoming drama thriller, The Power. And it's a 10-part series based on Naomi Alderman's international best-selling novel of the same name. In the series, teenage girls around the world develop the power of the people. Um, and it, the power is hereditary, inbuilt, and can be taken away from them. The series follows a cast of characters from London to Seattle, Nigeria to Moldova, and the events lead to a complete reversal of the power balance of the world. Oh, yeah, shit. I know. Well, I'm a huge fan of Alice Eve, so like, boom. Yeah. Good, good, boom. Getting into Do it. it. Do it. Do uh, it. I mean, it sounds interesting. It's original. So anything like that, I, like go for it. I'm I'm thrilled with that. Exactly, exactly. Amazon Studios has also made a deal to develop a comedy adventure, Lost and Found, starring vehicle for Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi with Steve Pink from Hot Tub Time Machine directing this thing. And Pink and Jeff Morris wrote the script about a headstrong lawyer and an off-the-grid renegade who recollectedly teamed up with and found a lost, long-lost treasure in the Mississippi River. <laughs> that's what he has to say about yeah, it. No, no, I'm not. That, there's, that's nothing to sneeze at. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I just did. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Though. Honestly, that sounds like it. Uh, Amazon... To, to their credit, they are out there with original programming. Yeah. So, I mean, good for them. Man. Agreed, man. Agreed. Heading over to Apple, they have greenlit a kid series about a saving endangered animals and that has the backing of Jane Goodall's Institute. Jane, which will uh, feature a mix of live action and computer animation, it follows Jane Garcia, a 10-year-old that will activate an imagination of everyone. Uh, Viva pretend play uh, Jane and her friends will work to save endangered animals in each episode. So it's kind of like Dora the Explorer, but with saving animals. Basically. So that's kind of cool. But Jane Goodall, I mean, you guys know that she was the one that hung out with the apes for all that time. Like, I mean, storied history with, with uh, animals and animal preservation and everything. So this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think Apple is making a huge effort to do, like, informational stuff for kids. Yeah, I mean, educational, you know, like, with with their doing the Charlie Brown and Snoopy stuff and, the, and all, but educational series, like out in space and different things involving them. So, yeah, kudos to them. Exactly. I mean, that's how you teach kids. That's exactly. how you educate. Make it fun. Agreed. Uh, following a crazy bidding war, Apple Studios has landed Dolly, a new feature film with Academy Award nominee Flores Poole attached to star and Vanessa Taylor. The film is a sci-fi courtroom drama in which a robotic ch- camp- champion a dog kills its owner and then shocks the world by claiming that she is not guilty and asking for a lawyer what <laughs> wait a minute a companion doll yeah let like like a, like a, a, like sex, a doll? sex doll I'm, like I don't and know. and and she kills her like live guy and then is claiming she's not like what the fuck? This is what you had a competitive bidding war about? What? Um, apparently it spawned from a short story as well from the same name. Uh, so uh, inspired by Elizabeth Bear's short story. So uh, I mean I've heard yeah. them like like those those sex robots in Japan are getting like really, really scary lifelike. Nah. But this is kind of creepy. It is creepy. I'm just saying I'm loving original content, but this is fucking creepy. Yeah, you asked for it. You <laughs> I didn't know, want to reboot. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> this no. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm fine with Punky Brewster. Hey, fine with Punky. Fine what with the fuck said. is this, oh, man? I don't know. So Apple, funny. good for you for taking risks, though, because this one's clearly a risk. Right. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, Lily Gladstone is set to star in the Apple original film, Killers of the Flower Moon. You guys know this is coming from Leo. De Niro and Scorsese. Yeah, we've been talking about this one for a couple of years a also. While, like yeah. it's yeah, it's been in development for a while. Yeah, at least good. a year because it was right after The Irishman. Yep. So yeah. yep. Good industry news segment. Good yeah, industry news man. segment. All right. Now it is time for the top five segment, man, mm. which you could join us on and pick <laughs> the top five if you were to donate on our Patreon page. I'm just saying, I'm pushing that a lot. That's I'm right. Pushing that a lot. You are. Um, this week, it is top five influential celebrities. Mm. And I mean, these could be anybody who's in the news, tabloids, anybody who is not a normal person. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but and wielding the power. And wielding, wielding that the power. power. Jason, man, he, every week, it's it's difficult. It is. It's really, really difficult. Our podcast producer, Jason. Yes. Um. Just so okay. I, I you know, I'm. I like my list because you guys know I'm an '80s guy, so a lot of mine are from the '80s. But in some odd, weird way, still influence what happens now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. I know. <laughs> I'm very. I'm very happy with mine as well. It's very diverse and very like for different things. Too. Yeah. They have different causes that they speak up for. Yes. There you go. So it's really cool. Uh, my number five goes to Chrissy Teigen. Mm. Yeah. Everybody was like, "What? What? Why?" Well, I mean, recently, if you guys haven't seen or haven't been following any of anything, uh, they lost a baby. Uh, due to uh, complications yeah. that happens a lot, but they made it known and they talked about it. That helps a lot with mental health. Uh, I like completely respect them for that and like kudos because a lot of people wouldn't make that public and a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about that, especially when they are a family, they're a powerful family, her and John Legend and her two other kids i mean they are watched constantly by tabloids and tmz and all that stuff but they're talking about this so that they take away the tabloids power basically they're like no let us tell the story let us tell you how we feel and then here it is they just lay all their cards out on the table and i just really respect that because not a lot of people do that and then get frustrated when the tabloids expose the things in which i understand you don't want to expose the things but sometimes it's just easier just to put it all out there so i respect that and i absolutely love that and i feel like a lot of people should be more like that just expose things before they get exposed from someone else and tell your side of the story agreed yeah agreed that yeah well said well said um my number five and and while controversial controversial uh, <laughs> no mistake in that um I think, hands down, one of the females that was groundbreaking and paving the way for the movement that we're seeing now. Because I'm talking about Madonna. Yes. Madonna like, like has been at the top of the game and been relevant since the late 70s. Okay, and paving and, and the way for so many people in so many different genres of entertainment for, for all these decades. 
um, she's a groundbreaker. You, whether it's music or acting or activism or, or uh, okay, the sex book. I mean, get, like you said, getting people to talk about yep. subjects that you don't normally put out there and talk about and, and cause it and religion and just so many different things. I mean, back in the 80s, every girl wanted to be her, yeah. right? Every guy wanted to be with her. Like she, she was a powerhouse. But you don't stay relevant for 40 plus years in the entertainment industry unless you know what you're doing and and you are paving ways for people to do things. So while she has been controversial, while she has put some stuff out there that people are like, whoa, what? What the fuck? I I really do think she's a credit to opening doors for a lot of women to to make their mark uh, the way that she did. One thing I will say, she was never scared to speak her mind. She was never scared to stand up for her, what she wanted yeah. and and fight to get what she wanted. And so kudos to her. And I, I like I said, I think a lot of women have fouled in those footsteps of of modeling their careers in the sense of fighting for what they want, trying to get their message out there, and staying relevant and, and demanding equal respect. I mean, Madonna had always done that. So, yeah, number completely five. agree. Completely agree. My number four goes to the one and only, the man himself, Tyler Perry. Gosh, this guy has done so much for the African-American community, the black community, and the film community. I mean, this guy is so inclusive and especially goes back to his hometown. He's lived in a couple of different places and goes back and just every Thanksgiving, like, basically buys people a Thanksgiving meal and it's absolutely beautiful but the impact that he has made on the black community and the film community when it comes to his studio is absolutely remarkable like each one of his sound stages are named after freaking these amazing black creatives mm-hmm. who came before him like Will Smith and Oprah and like uh, just so many others that are just absolutely amazing to to honor them and for them to pave the way for him to be able to showcase them in such an amazing light is just beautiful and to do all this on a confederate freaking base man this was a confederate like army base and he just completely reinvented it and said no let's give this power let's give this power back to my people so i i love that i love everything about it and it's honestly a beautiful freaking studio yes wholeheartedly agree and i mean he is the epitome of living the american dream guy was in a fucking station wagon broke and now he's a billionaire and and giving back and uh, it's just an amazing story and absolutely wields a lot of power yeah a lot of power um my number four and i know everybody who listens to this show and is a fan of the show is gonna be like what the fuck but he hates him but i don't I don't hate him, but it, you cannot argue this man is influential in the entertainment community and in the movie industry. I'm talking about Mr. Tom Cruise. Okay, this is another guy who basically from the 80s all the way till now has dominated the box office. Like him or hate him, whenever he releases a film, it it goes gangbusters at the box office. It does. Um, I, I mean, he, he has dominated with franchises. Uh, and I have no doubt the Top Gun sequel is going to be huge. The next Mission Impossible is going to be huge. But uh, what he's been able to do with with 
he's basically single-handedly kept Paramount alive for all these years. Yep. Like, like uh, you know, him and his uh, partner, uh, Leslie Wagner. Um, it, it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment to stay relevant at the box office for for 40 years. I, I, it's just incredible. And how much power does he still have? Let's forget the rant about it. That he did on the Mission Impossible set or whatever. This is a guy who said he wanted to make a movie in space. Yeah. And he actually convinced a film studio to pay for him to go to space and film a movie. That it's power. Yeah. That is it some is. serious power. And you only have that power and that influence when you are making hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. So Influential, yes. Now, again, I I feel like most of mine are controversial. Right, right. I mean, yeah, there, kind there, of there, there's some stuff. Bit. There's lots of rumors about Tom. Probably a lot of it true. Maybe some of it not. And then the Scientology stuff yeah. and the whole arranged marriage kind of stuff or whatever. But I'm talking from a pure power influence standpoint in box office clout. It's hard to top Tom Cruise. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Well, you, you'll probably be saying the same thing about the number three as <laughs> no. well. So Without doubt. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, my number three does not have any controversy behind his name. Uh, George Lucas. This man obviously started something amazing. One of the first people who brought pop culture to life and made it like so well known and well liked and brought that fan base but also this man is an inventor he fucking created so much technology that we still use today i mean fucking favreau using that wall right now that came from Clu- or, uh, I was about to say George Clooney. I'm tired. Wow. Uh, George wow. Lucas's like <laughs> technology, and it just keeps evolving throughout the years. But this man has so many freaking patents, like it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, like, like, uh, it's, and he's not done. No, not he at all. keeps creating. He keeps influencing other people to continue on. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And he's so sing like involved in the Mandalorian and all the Star Wars stuff still going on. Even though he's not a part of it, he's still there. He's still influencing. It's amazing. Um, my number three, uh, oddly enough, kind of sort of linked to yours because they had worked on projects together and, and different things, which is kind of weird. But uh, my number three revolutionized the music industry as we know it from the 80s on in the era of MTV and music videos and epic performances and telling stories, little films, if you will, with music and everything, Michael Jackson. Yep. Probably the most influential and for the longest time the biggest selling artist in music history for like – like I can't even tell you. But how many times have you seen a recent movie where Michael Jackson's songs are in it or the, or they're paying homage to him like 13 Going On 30 with the dance yeah. for Thriller and like all this stuff. The man revolutionized the way we approached music from, from Thriller on. It, it was just like – this is the way we do it and everybody tried to emulate it and everybody tried to recreate it and um the collaborations that the man was able to do i mean from slash to van halen to like like just it's insane how many people worked with michael jackson um yes i i'm aware controversy and like all the craziness and all the rumors and all of the the, the stuff or whatever but you cannot take away the man's 
what he did for music, what he was able to do in the music industry and all of the people and all of the careers that he inspired and continues to inspire from Usher to I, – I, I, there's so many I can't even name them. But people are still getting into music, becoming musicians because of Michael Jackson. So the influence is still there. The power is still there. And uh, I think it will be for a really long time. I mean you have to set aside the weird stuff. But – the man was a genius, and and I mean I don't think music will ever be the same since him. So yeah, it's it's very true, very true. Uh, my number two is kind of like my number five with Chrissy Teigen, uh, Selena Gomez. Now this one is for putting all of her stuff out there with her kidney transplant and her battle with lupus, and still being able to create so many amazing things like right now she has that cooking show on hbo max the first uh season you can kind of tell she's going through and trying to adjust the medications with the lupus and doesn't is very kind of weak and just kind of slurring her words and it's kind of sad to watch to be honest with you but when you come back to the second season she looks so much better and actually is able to do things so i mean it's honestly it's so good to shed light on things that are taboo or that are things that people don't necessarily talk about all the time because i mean it if you shed light on your struggles that also helps other people shed light on their struggles That's right. and not give the struggle its power so it's very important it's and very she important. has like, like everything she's an open book i mean the way she displayed the scar from from the kidney transplant or the way she talks about lupus or even the mental health struggles yeah. that she had the mental breakdown after the whole bieber fiasco and all all that she's been in a wide open book and I think an inspiration to a lot of young women everywhere even young men that, that have followed along and so good choice good choice um, my number two very much along those same lines about a woman who finally came forward and said enough is enough I've been in this disastrous thing my mental health is a mess I, I've got to change everything and revolutionize the way women again stood up for themselves and 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 went at it and demanded to be treated equally and and demanded the respect that they deserved. Um, I'm talking about Princess Diana, who basically said enough is enough to Charles and the Queen and said this isn't right, this isn't happening, I this can't be this way. Um, and humanitarian efforts and 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 world renowned uh, you know i mean this is a a woman who was a princess in the royal family and all of this kind of stuff walking through minefields like in war zones to try to eliminate the, the, the being able to use landmines in war zones and and just so much stuff that she brought to the public out in the open, dealing with her own mental problems, dealing with the stress of the marriage, dealing with, with the constant paparazzi, dealing with trying to raise kids in that environment, all of the different things that she was able to bring to the table and say, this is me, this is who I am, this is who you can be, you can stand up for yourself, you can get out of it, you can try to live your life, and unfortunately, tragically, died because of that life and because of the paparazzi and the ridiculousness of it all. But um, I think the way she also was able to pave the way for women to say, hey, wait a minute, 
it's not okay to be treated like this. It's not all right to, you know, to have this kind of a life and, and be that way. And I, I think she w- was huge in, again, paving the way for women to say, hey, uh-uh. I mean, she was one of the, like, it really, when you think about it, one of the first Me Too people. Yep. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm being treated, like, in a way I, I is not okay and I need to step up and say how I was being treated and not, let, you know. And I think that influence continues. You see Meghan Markle and, e- and even um, Kate. They're very much along those lines of following in Diana's footsteps of trying to do the right thing and trying to be like, I can be a powerful woman and be side by side by my man. And it, 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 there are ways to do it. So Princess Diana, man. Agreed. I mean, she's just. Agreed. Woo. Now you guys see why he's called the mouth. That was like a five minute thing. It, <laughs> it was worth it. Sorry. It was worth it. Um, number one for me is LeBron James, the king himself. Obviously, his activist support and starting his own school, which is absolutely amazing for underprivileged kids and for kids who might be a little under like the average IQ, under the average like grade point average. So it's just amazing that he in his hometown of Akron as well, but and also on the film side of things, I feel like that was a huge reason why he wanted to make that trade out to LA so he could also dabble in Hollywood a little bit and get some of his projects done. I mean, Space Jam is about to come out on HBO Max this year, and I mean just a whole bunch of other things. But yes, LeBron James number one for me because this guy never stops working no matter what he's working on. Absolutely, and is appreciative for everything that he has and gives back. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Okay, my number one, and I'll, I'll keep this short, but I feel like this man revolutionized everything in society and where we are today is because of him. I'm talking about Steve Jobs. Yeah. Imagine a world without Steve Jobs. There would be really like no laptops as we know them, no phones as we know them, no any – I mean this guy – revolutionized the way we look at electronics and and up the game of the standard to which they have to be there was no we can't do this it's impossible to achieve it can't be this way it can't be done he said fuck all that yes it can and demanded it and i mean come on this guy revolutionized everything and everybody i still feels like chases steve jobs apple yeah that's the that's the pinnacle of where everybody is trying to reach i think so steve jobs steve jobs and it goes with your list george lucas you know i mean steve jobs pixar that whole thing came from lucas they collaborated way back in the day i mean so it's just yeah two geniuses that revolutionize the way we look at things agreed man agreed it's absolutely amazing who are your top five influential celebrities and for what reason we want to know be sure to comment on our twitter instagram uh youtube all that good stuff because we like the fan interaction we do about that good stuff uh now heading over to box office recap the little things came in at number one with 2.1 million the crude's a new age with 1.7 million and then marksman with 960,000 Wonder Woman 1984 with 905,000 and then Monster Hunter with 586,000. Yes. yes. Wonder, Wonder Woman 1984 and the Marksman keep bouncing back and forth. Yeah, right. They keep, Liam and Gail are having a little back and forth. It's, it's fine. It's exactly. Fine. Uh, new movies that are coming out today, Judas and the Black Messiah. 
That one is out on HBO Max simultaneously with theatrical release, so you can watch it right now on HBO Max mm. after the show. Um, Miniari and Fear of Rain, Land and Adverse. Oh. Yeah, only know what one of those is about. Um, <laughs> new are movies you can still go see in a select theater maybe near you. News of the World, Promising Young Women, uh, Lord of the Rings, A Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, I had no idea that was back in the theater. Me either. And hey. uh, The War with Grandpa. <gasps> what? Bobby. Still there, Bobby man. is still there, man. He, he ain't going nowhere. Hell Bob, yeah. Bobby is not going Hell nowhere. Hell yeah. Well, now heading over to IMDb Pro Top Trending Segment. You guys know what it is. We love it. You love it. Get it if you don't freaking have it. Yes. Um, the movie this week is The Dig, which I I don't know. Do you know about this I one? I have no idea. Oh, we're going to have to we're look at to our... We're going to have to look it up. Yeah. IMDb Pro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And for the third, second or third straight week in a row, the top trending TV show is WandaVision. Holy shit. By no surprise. Yeah, no, you see them out in front. If you're watching YouTube, you see them out in front of my computer. This week's episode, what? Crazy, man. Oh my god, it's so good. Quicksilver in his retro comic book costume, just like badass. And I, I have a theory. I really think that aerospace engineer is Reed Richards. Oh, I think shit. Feige has been pulling our leg the whole time and full of shit, and we're going to get Reed Richards in this show at some point. Just saying. I'm just just saying. saying. Throwing it out there. Throwing See it out what there. happens. See what it, happens. But watch that show after you – oh my god. Oh. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And the star. If it happens, that's yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And the star is uh, Christopher Plummer, um, who passed yeah. last week. So Man, that makes sense. What a loss. What that a, was. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely a legend. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for getting crazy with us on episode 149 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Yes. Holy moly, it was great. Absolutely phenomenal. Be sure to follow the company at Crazy Ant Media. Follow the podcast at ItCaf Podcast. You can follow us both personally, myself, JLo Fan. Fantastic and crazy and guy nineteen seventy. That's right, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast: Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. Be sure to like the video on YouTube, subscribe, and ring the bell for all those latest and greatest yes. crazy ant notifications on YouTube. And of course, be sure to visit our website www.crazyantmedia.com to head over to our Patreon site and make a nice donation because. <laughs> We freaking appreciate you. And, and merchandise. Of, and merchandise, like, of mean, course. Everything. We have merchandise. We have stickers. We have hats. We have freaking mugs. Like, it's all great, guys. It's all great. Now, I mean, I got to say, I mean, everybody knows I put out the Funkos, but Game of Thrones, I'm super freaking pumped because it is in sight, man. It is in sight. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing about the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I'm super pumped. It's in sight. WandaVision will be wrapping up here in a couple of weeks, and that's the next one to come out. And I'm just and another thing I really enjoyed discussing that I'm just going to keep an eye on and like what is going to happen is the whole Kevin Feige, Black Widow situation. Right. What, who will win this this thing? So, yeah. uh, going to be interesting. Exactly, exactly. But you know who wins at life because, I mean, she's the only O that matters. And how did she not end up on our influential list? I know. Look, neither one of what? us. We're sorry. <laughs> Oprah! Oprah!